Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to the Ancient Health Podcast. My name is Courtney, and you are joining me for a mini episode. It's a mini episode Friday. I hope you guys enjoy these. I try to think of them as little bite-sized pieces of information. And my hope is that in 10, 15, or 20-ish minutes, I can give you a couple of small little bite-sized pieces of information that will help your decision-making power when it comes to your health. There's so much information that's out there, but I want to bring you, and I know Dr. Motley does too, so we tag team on this, relevant information. That way, when you hear about things or maybe you're faced with a decision, you feel like, hey, I remember this one thing from this conversation, and that's what we're here to do today. Today, what brings us here is the conversation of natural flavors. So you've likely heard about natural flavors, or you're at least familiar with them on the back of packages of food that you're buying at the grocery store, maybe for your family, for meals. We always think natural flavors, we have no idea what that means. We assume it's air quotes natural, maybe that it's good for us. But what does it actually mean? Because if you're in the natural health space, you've been kind of following along, you may think, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Natural flavors means it could be anything. And you wouldn't be wrong in that initial assessment. But what we don't often understand is the natural health products. So the products that we're buying, these are the things that I'm even looking at, things that are like snacks or a chocolate bar. There is some type of processing involved even the ones that are seemingly healthy or labeled as organic, I often wonder, are the natural flavors listed on the back something that I should be a little bit more concerned about? Is it alarming? And then how do I know what that even means? So we're going to talk about the standards of natural flavors. So you understand it from a regulation standpoint, but also really looking at the products that exist today, how you can have a consumer eye kind of um, really being able to discern whether or not a product would suit the standards that you have for your health. So let's just come out of the gate and define what a natural flavor is. And this is how the FDA defines it. The term natural flavor or natural flavoring means the essence oil, oleoresin essence or extractive, protein hydrolysate, stick with me guys, this is a long one, distillate or any product of roasting, heating, or enzymolysis, which has the flavoring constituents derived from a spice, fruit, fruit juice, vegetable, vegetable juice, edible yeast, herb, bark, bud, root, leaf, similar plant material, meat, seafood, poultry, eggs, dairy, or fermentation products thereof, whose significant function in food is flavoring rather than nutritional. That really leads us to a good starting point here, which is the purpose of these natural flavors is to enhance the flavor. That's why it's always in the other section. You know, you see the box on the label of a product and it'll have It'll have the macro breakdown, carbohydrates, fat, fibers, insoluble, all of those things. And then it will say other ingredients. And that's usually where you see all of the processing chemicals or solvents or preservatives. And then there's the flavoring component. Now we may think, well, this is kind of insignificant. Isn't that negligible? It's such a small amount. You know, is it really harming our health? And that's a good question to ask because what we look at when we put things in our mouth every single day, a lot of times it's a lot of foods that have been processed and it's kind of a compounding effect. So if you've got a number of these natural flavors and what we're gonna find out here is that one natural flavor is not just one extract of a natural raw material. It could in fact include hundreds of other chemicals that are involved in the processing and the extraction 
of the, what was originally a natural flavor. I think it's important to note here too, that there is a great amount of uh, money, resources, and planning that goes involved in engineering these natural flavors for food products because how a food tastes is largely determined by the volatile chemicals in the food. Chemicals that give food a specific smell are extremely important because smell makes up about 80 to 90% of the sense of taste. Isn't that kind of a crazy thing? I didn't even realize that when I was first looking into this. In processed food, this mis mixture of chemicals is then called flavor. The same mixture of chemicals would be called fragrance. Okay, so this is kind of like an analogy. It would be basically called fragrance if it were found in a cleaning product or something you were using as a personal product on your body. The difference between the two is very, very small. And the companies that produce these secret mixtures are actually, they're very same, much the same. They're very, very similar. Isn't that kind of crazy? So there's not a whole lot of difference when we're talking about natural flavors going into your food as the same kind of thought process and engineering process that goes into the things that are going on your body or you're spraying or you're cook, you're, you know, cleaning with things like that. Now, food products are flavored to increase sales. Bottom line, it's driving revenue. And what they do is they, they want to have a bolder taste. They want to use these added ingredients to have a stronger, bolder taste. And then they also want the taste to last a little bit shorter because what, what does that then result in? It results in you eating more, which means you're going to buy more, which drives their revenue up. Their profits go through the roof. So they will spend these you know, big, large companies, mega food will go out and hire teams of scientists to engineer these flavors to get you to consume more. So that's something to think about too. And a lot of these foods is that the natural flavor is not necessarily just there for the sole purpose of adding and enhancing the flavor. It's to create an addictive component. So the addiction is what's going to drive their business, your addiction to their food. So know that that is very much a fundamental part of the business element. That a lot of us just think we, or we, don't, we don't actually understand or we don't even think about. I'm not going to the grocery store thinking about everybody taking my money. I went to the grocery store because I need to get some food for my kids. <laughs> I need to be able to make lunches and dinner and things like that. But just know that there's a lot going on behind the scenes that you may not be aware of that does actually impact your health. Here's what we understand about flavors. Flavors are complex mixtures that sometimes can comprise more than a hundred different chemicals. So the chemicals, like I said, are a part of the manufacturing process. They're things like solvents, emulsifiers, flavor modifiers, and preservatives. And they oftentimes make up up to 90% of that ingredient of natural flavor. So it's predominantly chemicals and preservatives and very, very little of the natural raw material of the source of flavor. The main difference between a natural and artificial flavor is the origin of the flavor chemicals. So natural flavors, this is what we defined earlier in the episode, natural flavors must be derived from a plant or animal material. Artificial flavors, and you'll see this on a lot of highly packaged foods, and these are the foods that are real, you know, relatively inexpensive. They're the cheap gas station products. But those are the ones that are synthesized in the lab in artificial flavor. So pretty easy to remember, right? Artificial flavor, that's something that's synthetic. It's made in a lab. Natural flavor does actually have to come from a plant or animal material. Now, that is the initial raw material. Now, there's a lot of other things that can be done later that aren't regulated. And we're going to talk about that and break it down right now. It's important to note, too, that there's over 700 of these flavoring chemicals 
for the artificial flavors that are what we call grass or generally recognized as safe. That is a lot of different chemicals and they can be used in any volume or combination, meaning there is no limit on the amount of different chemicals that can be combined to create one ingredient of a natural or artificial flavor. What may surprise you is that in some cases, natural flavors aren't actually all that different from artificial flavors in terms of the chemical composition and the health effects. Because a lot of times the natural flavors, in order to get it where they want from a natural, real substance to what it shows up in in your food, there are so many different chemical processes that happen that it ends up being more of a chemical soup. It literally looks no different than the ones that they're just making in the lab because they're oftentimes using all of the same chemical extraction processes. So at the end of the day, what started as something that was maybe natural, the end product looks a lot similar than the synthetic one. So if we're looking and comparing apples to apples, the outcome and the, the impact on your health might look a lot more similar than you would initially think. Hey there, it's Dr. Axe. In the world of health and wellness, we've all seen our fair share of wearables. But let me tell you about one that's taken my personal well-being to a whole new level. I'm talking about Apollo Wearable. You know, I've been using it for a few months now, and the results have been amazing. Better sleep, improved energy, and faster recovery. Developed by neuroscientists, this next-generation device gives you the power to influence how you feel through your sense of touch. Let me break it down for you. The Apollo wearable harnesses the power of touch therapy with soothing vibrations, sort of like music for your skin. Higher vibrations boost your energy and sharpen your focus, while lower vibrations melt away stress and promote relaxation. So if you're ready to experience the Apollo effect, head over to apolloneuro.com slash ancienthealth. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash ancienthealth, or use the code AXE to score an exclusive $25 discount. Now here's, to me, this is really where, where things start to get interesting. Because as I said before, the FDA regulates that if it's a natural flavor, it has to be derived from a natural source. But food manufacturers are not required to disclose whether the additives come from natural or synthetic sources. As long as the original flavoring source comes from a plant or animal, it's classified as a natural flavor. So because the term natural has no definition, it's, it's really not defined. It's not defined by the FDA or any other governing body. So anybody can slap natural. I mean, it could be like natural Oreos. Like it could be anything. I mean, people will be probably like raising an eyebrow, like that, that can't be a real thing. But just know you can't really trust the label. And many of you are highly educated consumers. And so you already know this. But what that means is that flavors sourced from genetically modified crops can also be labeled as natural. If you are concerned at all about genetically modified ingredients, know that it can be labeled as a natural flavor and be derived from GMO materials. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that. Now, if you're, if you're thinking like I am, you may be thinking, what about organic? What about organic foods? What does the FDA say about that in terms of regulation? So organic foods also contain natural flavors. Many of you may know this. You've been shopping in the grocery store for any length of time. So according to the USDA's organic labeling standards, Food can be considered organic if at least 95% of the ingredients, this excludes salt and water, are organic. So pretty much the natural flavors in food with an organic seal or an organic label may not have been sourced organically. And I would venture to bet that most of them haven't. 
because they can hit that 95% threshold because, right, these tiny little, you know, extra flavor ingredients, they're not making up a huge portion of the food. They're not contributing to the nutritional load. They're just there in a very small amount to tweak the flavoring aspect of it. So an organic-based company may say, hey, all of our ingredients are you know, super natural. And like, we go through all of this extra work to source all of our ingredients, but then it may just say other ingredients, natural flavors. And none of us really know. This is where as a very conscious consumer, I kind of start to get a little weary because there's so many of these natural health companies popping up. They're everywhere. I mean, I get bombarded on a regular basis. People were just wanting to send me product and be like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna send you these protein bars. And I'm like, you know, I start looking at them and I think, well, how, how, like how many corners were really cut here? And I am all about supporting small businesses, local businesses, people that are really out there bootstrapping it. And they obviously are very educated and care that the products that they're, you know, buying and putting in their own bodies, you know, meet really high standards. But when you're talking about a business out there and you're trying to scale it, and make a profit, something sometimes, you know, you got to cut some corners. Like you've got to really make some things happen in order for that to be profitable. And I often wonder, what are they doing about natural flavors? Because you can source that all over the place. But a lot of times people don't really look to see where they're sourcing their ingredients. We've talked about this. Um, Nikki Bostick, we uh, had her on. She has something called the Fullest, a business called Fullest. They source saffron. We were talking about this with coconut milk powder. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'll link it in the show notes for you. But go back and listen to it. She was trying to source coconut powder and was finding that it was almost non-existent on the market to find coconut powder that didn't have other solvents and binders in it. And she was like, you know, as a company, I'm trying to create a product and I need a really high quality coconut milk powder, but it doesn't exist. And I start looking around thinking, well, there's all these other companies that have coconut milk powder in them, like all the different, um, like the chai latte mixtures and, you know, all of these different things, right? Like to make beverages. And I think they're all very much, in my opinion, like these are, these are companies that like claim that they're the best of the best. Where are they sourcing their coconut milk powder from? Like, are they looking into this? Is it important to them? So it raises some questions there, but it's worth bringing up because organic food, a lot of times we just think, okay, checks the box, we can move on. And I want you to know that organic doesn't always protect you, just that label and that seal. Now, I do think it carries some weight and I do think that it helps set some things apart and really hold some businesses to certain standards. But when it comes to natural flavoring, those natural flavors, I would be willing to bet nine times out of 10 are not derived from natural sources or truly natural sources and could in fact have chemical solvents and even be derivatives of GMO raw materials. Now, just as a little comparison, so you know, in Europe, they have different standards. Now, we kind of know this just in general, America is like the Wild West, like you could sell anything on Amazon and you can, you know, there's really no regulations on a whole lot. And if somebody comes to chase you down, then maybe you get in trouble. But by and large, for the most part, anything goes. In Europe, though, they require that natural flavors be manufactured by only traditional food preparation products, meaning that they actually regulate the processing. Our FDA regulates the raw materials, the starting point. But beyond that, they don't have, they really don't care what happens when from raw material to what you're actually putting in your mouth. It starts and stops with the initial product. And there's a whole lot of things that go on in between that we are unaware of why this is, you know, why we're having this conversation. But in Europe, they have to have processes like, they can only have processes like heating, cooking, um, chopping, grinding, pressing, like physical separations or distillation. That all has to fall under certain regulations. It can't be anything that's like chemical. And then you can't start combining all these wild fermentations and chemicals and distillation, all of this. 
it has to be a natural based product. So if you're looking at products maybe that are sourced from Europe, that's also something that would probably as a consumer be helpful in knowing that there are different standards there than there are here. What are we to do about this? <laughs> because, you know, EWG, this is the Environmental Working Group, if you're not familiar, definitely download their app because they evaluate over 80,000 foods on their website. They break down the nutrition, the ingredient list concerns, processing concerns, and then they give it kind of an overall score or value. So you kind of know, okay, this is something that's like mm, a little more alarming or, hey, you know what? This checks all the boxes. I think I feel comfortable purchasing and using this product. But they said that the nat that natural flavor, these other ingredients, are the fourth most common ingredient next to salt and water and sugar, which is the most common in their, their overall food score. So that's a lot. So I think it's something that we need to consider when we're shopping for food. But I think as long as you're educated on it, and you, it may mean that you have to do a little extra legwork, and that's okay. We're all listening to this podcast because we are trying to learn because we're doing the legwork. So you are actively doing that. Give yourself a little pat on the back because I sure am proud of you. So here's a couple steps. I was thinking, how, how do you, what do you, what do you do with this information? Because at the end of the day, we all need to be able to know how to put this and implement it into practice. One of the best tips may be to completely ignore claims on the front of packaging. So if you, you know, are somewhat swayed by the natural, all natural, you know, and like the, the cows grazing on the hill and the chickens that look so happy in the sunshine, you know, disregard all of that. It is all just a bunch of marketing propaganda that wants you to, you know, buy into this whole idea of what they're about. So just kind of disregard that. But do your research on ingredients. Now, what I mean by that is I'm actually partnered with a, a protein powder, a company that sells protein powder. And I really, really like them. And it's developed by um, a chiropractor and, and guy uh, in functional medicine. And I really respect him. He's super educated. Um, so that was kind of the first thing. I was like, okay, if this is something he developed, like, I, you know, I do trust his standards. But I also know that there are natural flavors on the ingredient label. And so I went to the company and I actually first went to their website. So I was like, I'm interested to see if they actually have this on like an FAQ page, which they did. They addressed it. Then I was able to actually email them and get a response like right away about what the actual list of the natural flavors are. And what you got to understand is anytime a product is labeled, so say, okay, let's just do an example here. You say you've got a protein powder and it's strawberry flavored. Okay, they are likely, if there's any component of the strawberry that's extracted to put into this compound, so the protein powder itself, then it can't be listed as just strawberry powder. Or like if, if it's not the whole strawberry, if it's not just that one raw element and there was any type of extraction or anything where they've actually broken down that product, it now has to be listed as a natural flavor. It cannot just be, it's dehydrated strawberry powder. That's what it is, but because it's not in its whole form, it now has to be listed as a natural flavor. So these companies that do say has, you know, a natural flavor, if you are following a big company or I have people DM me a lot and they'll say, you know, well, it says natural flavors in the back. What do you think about that? Until you understand really this regulation process where it's not really necessarily just, oh, this is a chemical soup, that's a big warning sign. It is in a lot of instances, but there are a lot of companies that are forced to label it that way because they had to take an extract of a plant. And because there was a process involved in that, and they're not just using the whole plant, it now technically on their label has to be listed as a natural flavor. So if you can contact that company and get an understanding of what it is that they're using for that natural flavor, a lot of times they'll say, hey, you know, we used a, a dehydrated mango extract and, and that's it. 
you know, and or here's the process, or we use a derivative of, you know, an oil or, or certain plant or herb or something like that. And here's the distillation process and here's where we source it. If the company's willing to be transparent about that, I feel much, much better. I mean, now I feel like, okay, they actually know what they're doing and they care. They're not just third party buying it from some vendor just so that they can get that one flavor. So now their product is complete. So that would be my challenge to you. You know, it really don't hold a lot of the labeling on the front of the package with any high regard. Do some research on the companies that you are buying from. If they're not transparent, if they don't know, um, that to me is a little bit more alarming because I feel like, well, they obviously, they're, they're not doing their end of the deal in sourcing the best ingredients. And then the last little tidbit of advice would be just to stick to Whole Foods because I think a lot of us are trying to, you know, we're trying to live in an era of convenience and we're all so busy. But if you can stick to Whole Foods, you don't have to worry about natural flavors. You're just getting an apple that tastes like an apple because it is an apple. So those are my three little pieces of advice when it comes to implementing this information. Guys, I hope you're having a great week. I hope this conversation didn't bore you. I hope that maybe it just got you thinking about something a little different. And you know what? You know, maybe you could strike up some good dinner table conversation about it. Do a little natural flavor trivia. See if anybody knows any of these little facts. So I don't know. Does anybody else do these things? <laughs> I wish I could say I did. Maybe I'm going to implement that though. I don't know why I just thought about that. But anyway, guys, I thank you so much for joining me. Until the next time, like, subscribe, share. Let me know what topics you want to hear about. I enjoy researching this. I enjoy doing the recordings for you. I just envision everybody just hanging out and we're all talking about, you know, natural crunchy people things. So let me know, hit me up. What do you want to know about? And I will see you guys on the next episode. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.